This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Take Off with John Clark, presented by Rivers Casino. And we have a very special guest. This guy knows all about winning a Super Bowl with the Eagles. Tory Smith is now watching this Eagles team at 10-1, and 1, hoping for another Super Bowl. Good to see you again. Hey, nice seeing you. Always great. Yeah, it is great seeing you. And we're going to talk about your Giving Tuesday coming up here for your level 82. You're wearing the shirt, looking good. Now, it looks like Ravens colors, not Eagles colors, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but, hey, Tori, you're watching the birds yesterday. What are you thinking that they're pulling out another win like this? This is eight straight wins for Jalen Hurts when trailing mm -hmm. in a game by 10 or more points. That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. And, you know, obviously as a team and even as – a fan, right? You would like to see a team in control and dominating the entire time. However, that's just not how football works. We forget sometimes the other guys on the other side get paid as well. And so for this team to really be battle tested, to really show that they can win multiple different ways is very encouraging because when it gets to the playoffs, your records matter, your trends of what you do well don't really matter. It's about getting it done on that day. And what I've been able to tell fans, especially since I'm on the other side of the fence is y'all are complaining about ugly wins. Do you want a pretty loss where you play well and then you fall short at the end of the game? I'm like, winning is the only thing that matters. And right now, this team is in a great position to end up being the number one seed. Yeah, and it's pretty wild when you look at it that the last four weeks they have trailed at halftime. Crazy. And I saw the statistic that over the last 20-some years for 10-1 and one teams, the Eagles have the lowest point differential. But – you just said it. The NFL's different now, right? I mean, the NFL wants everything close. So what do these wins do when you're able to pull them out like this, come from behind? What do they do for the overall character of the team on their journey here? I mean, it's just huge. You know, every single win is just all about position, right? Again, I think we love to point out blowouts and things happening, but it really doesn't matter. Let me know when it gets to week 17 and we start trying to figure out who's seated where, and they say how much this team won by. If you let me know, when people start doing that and it really matters, then I'll show you that the way you men win matters. It doesn't. It's about simply getting it done. And this Eagles team has proven that they can do it both ways. They like to stress you out, right? Have the slow starts. However, they have the ability to finish strong. And they also have the guys right away to get it done in a strong manner. And I wish I could tell you why teams start slow. There's no secret to it. There's no coach. There's no team identity. I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to figure it out with my nine U kids that I coach. What do you do to get these kids to start fast? There's just no rhyme or reason to it. You just have to go out there and get it done any given Sunday, and the Eagles have shown that. But unlike most teams, the Eagles have shown that they can fight back and overcome it. And again, they're 10-1. and one. Everyone has to take a deep breath. Yeah, so Jalen Hurts, when you see him, they put up 30 points in the second half. You saw the throw that he made on third and 15, scrambling to his left and throwing it to Alameda Zacchaeus in the end zone. When Jalen is like that in these second halves of the game where he almost 
thrives in these moments of adversity. What does that say about him as we continue to talk about Jalen Hurts in these lofty, lofty spaces? Man, the thing I love the most about him is that he's always the same. Right, I see. I've seen a meme on a meme on Instagram a few times where it's a picture of Jalen Hurts when he's happy, mad, sad, a bunch of different emotions. But he's always the same, and I think it's important when you play that position to not let your emotions take control of you. Is he frustrated? Can you see it at times? Sure, but you know, as a player, he's going to have the ability to get himself back together, to gather his thoughts, and really be out there and put this team in a great position. And he's shown weekly that he can get it done. There's really no situation that this team could be in that I, as a fan, would not feel comfortable with Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. He's one of the best players in the league, period. He's consistently showed that one in crunch time. And I'm extremely proud of him, his growth, of his demeanor, his leadership, and what he means to this team. And again, he's a winner. He's a winner. He shows, he's shown it, he's proven it. And the guys in the locker room feel that as well. So there's nothing like stepping in that huddle and you look across and you know there's a guy there that even if things aren't going well, if he's not playing his best, if the team, the defense isn't doing what they're supposed to do. You can win because he's your guy. And I think he's proven that week in and week out. And now it's just about being consistent because he has had some slower starts. The offensive line has been struggling a little bit at times, right? It's never consistently. It's more sporadically. And so playing without Lane is a huge loss. I don't think people really understand that. But having one of the best tackles in the game out, you know, that for sure hurts as well. And I think Jalen did a great job making plays, allowing his feet to kind of get him back going and really helping to lead his team to victory. Yeah, is this offense almost at a different level once again now because Jalen's knee is feeling better? That bone bruise has kind of healed up a little bit, and you saw that thread of the run these last two weeks again. Absolutely. I mean, the age of the quarterback, the pocket quarterback that just isn't mobile, I think that generation is basically dead. I mean, it seems like right now every offense is really based off of RPOs and the ability to run zone zone read, and Jalen is one of those examples of it. That's why I was drafted, right? A dual-threat guy, and he's gone and shown him now when he's healthy, he's been able to make those plays with his feet. And I think even looking on the other side of the ball, people are all upset with the defense and the way they play. But did y'all watch what Josh Allen was doing? Like, people have to give guys their respect. The defense, they were in great position multiple times. Josh Allen did Josh Allen things, and that – as a fan, which was frustrating to watch with your defense, what do you think it looks like with the healthy Jalen Hurts and what other fan bases feel week in and week out when you have great coverage down the field and all of a sudden he's able to break a tackle, get out the pocket, run for a first down? Or even worse, it's fourth and short and third and short and you have to deal with that tush push going on. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league and he's mobile. And again, it's something that the team is really lucky to have. So right now, since you watch a lot of football and you do the Ravens pre and post game shows in Maryland. So is Jalen hurts the MVP right now? Man, I think when he plays the way he did in that second half and has those moments, I think for sure he could, he's in the conversation. Um, I think in order to be the MVP it has to be a consistent thing, but it seems like this year, no one wants to be consistent, right? I feel like in most years, it's very clear a player who's dominant, from the first half to the second half consistently week in and week out. And I don't think Jalen's been dominant consistently week in and week out, but I think he's played winning football weekly. And I think that does account for something. So if you told me that he's the best player in the league this year, I would say, hey, you could throw his hat in the ring. But 
this year, offensive guys, I think Lamar Jackson, the guy in Baltimore, is a guy that can be thrown into that ringer as well. But I feel like this year, offensive guys are going to give leeway to one of those defenders to really sneak up and be the true MVP of the league simply because there's no one guy that's on a like a record-breaking tear week in and week out. And that's kind of what you have to do in order to be the MVP of the league. Well, uh, Jalen Hurts now. 14 straight wins as the starting quarterback against winning teams, which is just amazing. So now you're in the middle of this gauntlet. The Eagles, they beat the Cowboys. They beat mm -hmm. the Chiefs. They beat, of course, what we saw yesterday, the, the Bills. Now, big week. You used to play for the 49ers before coming to the Eagles. So now you got Eagles and 49ers at the link on Sunday. So if Jalen Hurts were to win that one and then you go back to Dallas and Seattle, is he cementing? MVP status with these wins, this gauntlet that they're going through. Yeah, I mean, we all know it's not all about the wins all the time, right? When it comes to individual awards, I think the winning helps, right? It, it definitely gives you some bonus points. But I think people are looking for the numbers game as well. And I, again, I think Jalen's played winning football. And if you turn the film, that looks like the MVP, right? When he's playing, when he's making these plays. When you watch, if you watch that second half of that game, and honestly, you watch Josh Allen, too, not to disrespect him. You would have thought those are the two best players in the league, the way they were playing, dueling. And you wouldn't even have known it was raining, if you, like watching the way those guys were throwing the ball. But I feel like Jalen has the opportunity, yes. This is a major stretch. He's playing for the best team in the league, leading in the victory. In a year where there's no one clear front runner when it comes to numbers, I think Jalen's in position where to whereas if he can win, and play well, throwing the ball, protecting the ball, just really kind of putting up those stats. I think he can put himself in position to really kind of cement it. And even if he doesn't, I think it's important for people to note that for the past two years, whether he wins MVP or not, you have a quarterback that has been considered the best player in the league for two years in a row. So it goes to show a, uh, a lot about his talent, the way he's worked, the way he's playing, and really the way this team is playing. Yeah, and help me out uh... – you played for the Niners and and they're coming into Philly. They lost in the NFC title game last year. The Eagles are 10 and one. The Niners are eight and three. And yet the Eagles are three point underdogs at home. Can you make any sense of that for me? I can't. Um, I think it's people falling in love with the fact that the Eagles have been struggling. Um, the 49ers do look good right now. Um, Brock Purdy's healthy. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, who, by the way, we're talking about MVP. Had he not been hurt, I think he would have easily been the MVP the way they were using him early on and kind of the tear he's been on. Um, but when it comes down to uh, playing at the link, uh, I'm never going to bet against the Eagles at home. Um, I don't care what the situation is. I know as a player traveling from West to East is something that people don't acknowledge. It's extremely tough to do when that team comes in on Friday to try to get used to the time. Um, it does do something to your body. So I think physically the advantage always goes to the home team. But for this Eagles team that's going to be fired up about it, right, this is a game where they won it. You know, they're not going to talk about the trash talk, the offseason, uh, knowing that these are – this is probably going to be a preview of the NFC Championship game as well, right? But this game is important, and the team knows it. And it's going to be fun to watch them battle it out. But I'm not betting against the Eagles at home. I, I don't know why. Vegas is doing that. Looks like a lot of Birds fans are going to win some money this weekend. Hey, celebrity cook Steve Martirano 
is bringing his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly, where it started. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's Famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. So make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. I've been to the one in Fort Lauderdale. I'm glad it's back in Philly. And by the way, when you're watching that game yesterday, there there's a core group of guys that you played with and won a Super Bowl with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and boy, I mean, it's, it's you know, five plus years ago now. Um, but when you see Jason Kelsey make that block mm-hmm. on Jalen Hurts' walk-off run, He's still going at 36. How impressive is that? Man, uh, first of all, Jason Kelsey is one of my favorite people I've ever met. I've played with a lot of guys. Um, Jason Kelsey is a, a really a great man, great teammate, great player. And so to watch him and his effort, I mean, I, I, it's been so many times where I talk to kids that I coach now and I remind them of plays and practice, right? Like, like Kelsey was battling through stuff in practice and you're watching him down the field blocking in practice right he really sets the example for what it takes to be one of the greats uh one of the elites at your position and really to be disciplined and so and he does it in his own way right he's always himself he doesn't try to be someone else and that's what i love the most about him so to watch him moving like that he has to give the uh, city one more year i mean there's no way you can go out still moving like that blocking down the field there's no way he he can get a city one more after this season even if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, he can still give him one more. And, and and how about you see BG gets a sack in the fourth it. quarter, and he set the all-time record for most games played. Fletcher Cox was battling through an injury. Um, is it pretty cool when you watch your former teammates still going? Oh, man, I love it. You know, those are guys that I still keep in touch with. Um, so, you know, I love it to, to go and see them doing well, um, to see them just thriving, right? These are guys that are OGs when it comes to – the the Eagles team, guys that have been there, they're vets. They're, you know, when you think of Eagles, there's a really a younger generation now that, you know, those guys that we mentioned, BG, Fletch, those are kind of all they know, right? When you talk about some of these younger kids, my nephews and family members up in Pennsylvania included. So uh, I love watching them play and for BG to go out there and break that record. I don't think people really understand when it comes to franchise records, when it comes to playing games. Like, one, it's hard to play with one team. I play with multiple teams. Obviously, I'm not a legend like those guys. But in order to play with one team, it says a lot about you and what you meant to that team as a player on and off the field. But also, have an opportunity to play that long? The only guys that ever make that are kickers and quarterbacks. So to be that, to, be that, to show the, the health, the strength, uh, the physical ability, the mental toughness, all the heartaches to go through it, Man, it says a lot about him, and congrats to BG for that record. And you mentioned kickers. So Jake Elliott, he was a big part of your Super Bowl team, yeah. and the fact that they got him off the practice squad from the Bengals, it's amazing. But it's when you when you see what he did yesterday, that kick in the rain and the wind, you saw that ball going to the right. He said it was his toughest kick ever. Did you see those things during the Super Bowl year that this guy just thrives in those pressure situations? Man, I, I, listen – I trust Jake Jake just as much as Justin Tucker, right? I tell people all the time, I don't trust many people in my life more than I trust Justin Tucker missing a field goal. So that's how whenever he misses, he missed one the other night. Yeah. Whenever he misses, it's like, whoa, what, what happened? Well, something, it must have been someone else's fault. It wasn't his, <laughs> right? Like he's that good at what he does. And I think Jake is creeping up to that category as well of a guy that you can trust in clutch situations. Um, and he's, he's kind of always been that. I remember the Giants kick. 
Uh, he drilled it, but I think it was 61 yards to to win the game. And like, he just goes out there. Like, he's a, he's a guy that if you walked in Target, you wouldn't even know he played football. So for him to go out there and be who he is and, you know, be clutch in those situations, I believe when he says that with his hard, his hardest kick. I'm sitting there looking at my wife. I'm like, do you see this wind? I'm like, it's raining? And he has to kick his 60 yards? And it looked like he could have been good for 65. So it just goes to show the way they executed it. And uh, the underrated folks in that are the snapper and the holder, which goes a long way for them. But that was a big-time kick. And obviously, you know, it led to the team being able to win. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting that you played for the Eagles, the Niners, and, of course, the Ravens. So are we maybe looking at little uh, six degrees of Torrey Smith that maybe the Eagles and Niners will play in the NFC title game and maybe Eagles-Ravens, little Listen, bird gang? I love it. That's what I'm That's what I'm rooting for right now. And everyone, I'm, when I walk around, they're like, hey, man, who are you going to root for if that happens? And I'm like, man, I'm rooting for the good guys. So uh, it doesn't really matter, <laughs> right? You want to see uh, guys do well. I have friends and family, guys that I call family on both teams, man. And it'd be a blessing to watch them because I know those are two cities that fan bases deserve the best at all times. So I'm, so I'm excited about watching it. And honestly, the way both teams are playing, you know that they stand a chance to be the guy standing at the end. I mean, right now, if I was to say Super Bowl matchup, I, I'm thinking it it's looking Eagles-Ravens. I love it. Space. Rum your mouth to God's ears. Let's see it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you, Tori, you're doing uh, some really cool things in retirement and coaching your kids, and you have a level 82 organization, um, and it really you know, provides great resources for the community. Um, and you you have a Giving Tuesday. Tell everybody how they can help out and support this this foundation and, and organization that you have. And so Giving Tuesday is here. It's a great opportunity for so many nonprofits to raise money for the following year and some of the causes that they're doing. And when I retired, we actually took over a rec center in West Baltimore, uh, redid it. And now we're actually in the process of shutting it down and it's expanding. The Ravens donated $20 million to help rebuild it. And now we're going to be um, kind of sitting still for about two years in terms of the building but there's still work to be done between Baltimore and Pennsylvania. So we are going to be supporting other programs, initiatives in the community that better the people. Uh, we have level 82 with our seven on seven side where we develop student athletes, both on and on the field, um, really diving into that to really teach them how to be better young men. Um, if you would have told me, honestly, I'd have been coaching and dealing with kids in this capacity when I retired, when we talked, I would have told you absolutely not. Uh, but I realized that through my experiences, and the life lessons that you learned through the game, it was extremely selfish to not be involved. So uh, we actually mentor the kids through uh, the game of football. That's their way in, trick them through football. But really, you're pouring into them uh, to help them to be better young men. And obviously, we're doing work wherever we are um, in the community. And so I'm extremely thankful to continue to do that. I can't believe how fast everything really happened to uh, get it to the point where this building is going to expand. It's based in West Baltimore, but... We do things with our our seven on seven with level eighty two where we're in Conshohocken. We have athletes in Pennsylvania. Um, we do stuff in the community, uh, back to school things. Still, even though uh, we're not in that area, so we're really all over from Philly to Virginia, where I'm from, and obviously in Maryland, where we live. And you can go to level eighty two dot org to support. Um, it's definitely appreciated for everyone because honestly, without the support from Really, the fans, that's really what it's been. Let's be honest here. If I wasn't a football player, wouldn't have been able to get the support that we've had. Uh, but the support from the fans has been amazing over the years. And just want to continue to do that work. So love82.org, 
and you could donate there to help support and raise. I already donated the first $25,000 and we try to raise $82,000 just to play off the number uh, to try to get to the next year and support all the good work in the cities. That's awesome. And, and, and look, I always knew from covering you um, how important the community was to you, but also uh, fatherhood. And, and I see a lot of your parenting advice on Twitter and stuff like that and helping parents through a lot of situations and coaching your kids. That's awesome. And, and your wife, of course, from Conshohocken area and her family, mm-hmm. what's it like to watch the Eagles play in those stressful games like yesterday with your wife, an Eagles fan, and even her family sometimes? Oh, man, it's crazy. You know, it's different because I'm really a fan now. You know, I'm completely on the other side. I don't work for either of the organizations, so I'm really a fan. Like, I watch. I get frustrated, right? I understand why fans want to throw their remote at the TV. I understand all these emotions that I once triggered, so I get it. Um, But it's extremely fun. It's a blessing, you know, and my kids, I really love it for them. You know, my kids, they, they love going around saying, hey, especially my oldest one, he remembers when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. He remembers it, right? He was old enough to to remember being in Minnesota and to remember Fletch and guys that he still sees on FaceTime. So uh, there's nothing like watching it with your family. Obviously, they're up there. from They're from Conchahawk, and they've been Eagles fans there. But uh, even down here in Baltimore, it's the same thing. You know, my, my we live in the Maryland area, so uh, my son gets to see the, the Ravens guys around here. So it's really a family affair for us. Uh, really lucky that I've been able to represent two great organizations and uh, win Super Bowls too, so it's not all bad. Yeah, that is amazing. And and you know from having won Super Bowls, is the bond with these guys, we mentioned the Eagles legends that are still playing for the Birds now, are the bonds that much more special and tight when you win it together and go through that journey? Absolutely. And I think it's because you, you finished the deal, right? The job is done. You know, that's one thing that a lot of people – you every every year is special. Every team is different, right? There's no one team that's ever the same. So that's unique in itself. But when you actually finish it, and I really appreciate it more on the opposite side of the fence because we've already had our 10-year reunion when we won the Super Bowl when I was in Baltimore. So I'm able to see guys, like see how they're living, see their kids, see their families, right? It, it's bigger than that. And you know, you still communicate with guys. And I think we live in a great era era because of social media. They were able to stay in touch anyway and see how guys are doing. But on the flip side of that, I mean, there's nothing like the amount of time that it took. There's nothing like, think about this. Some of the best moments of any player's individual lives, let's say my life in general, were shared with those other men in our families. Like that bond right there is unique in itself. Forget all the work, the training, the arguing, the fighting, the the love, the agreements, the disagreements. Like we all got it done. And I remember watching the look of all of my different teammates' faces with their families, taking pictures with each other, having a great time. I mean, there's really nothing you could put on that. And I'm thankful that I can reflect on it now. I'm extremely grateful for it and uh, and lucky for sure. And there were some great men up in Philly. And I also get to come back all the time. I, I, and they're opening their doors up to me. So I'm extremely thankful to you know still be a part of the family. And, and it's funny because the Eagles – we're close to that second Super Bowl last year. They're obviously trying to get it this year, but that Super Bowl win that you guys had to have the first Super Bowl in the history of Philadelphia. I mean, I heard older people say, I can die happy now. I mean, there will never yeah. be a bigger win in Philadelphia sports history than that Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the first one is always awesome, but I think people say that until they get the second one. So, uh, you know, I know it'll be just as big or probably even bigger, but that first one was definitely special. And, 
to still come up in town, like I said, we it's weird saying it because I've been coming to Pennsylvania since 2010 since I started dating my now wife. So uh, it's cool to come up there now, though, and you go into a deli somewhere and you see the banner and, you know, the different celebrations that people have from that year. There's definitely nothing like it. And, uh, you know, for sure, I think the city deserves another one. Now, when you come back into the Philly area, do you slip on that Super Bowl ring sometimes? You know what? My Super Bowl rings really don't come out too often, man. It's yeah. It has to be a special occasion, um, maybe a charity event. Um, but I really don't I really don't bring them out. I'm probably not the best. I'm not. I probably should be better. I know I see a lot of retired guys. They act like their ring is like their wedding ring. So um, <laughs> I'll never be that guy. But I think I could do a little better at, you know, when I'm going to some of these sporting events uh, up in Pennsylvania or outside of Jersey, where maybe I just wear it just so some of the kids that are from that area can see it because they know. Right. Like they, if they don't know, because it's been a few years who I am. Um, you know, at some point someone mentions it and they come up and they want to talk. So, you know, maybe you just inspire me to bring it out a little bit more being that, you know, it is the first one there. Your kid, your kids ever want to see it? My kids have seen it enough. Um, yeah. they've seen it. You know, I know when, whenever people come over to the house and they haven't seen it, my kids might say, Hey, can they, can they see it? And they're all excited about it. So the problem is I'm not sure if, because my kids are nine, seven and four, the one that likes to see it the most is the one that doesn't value it the most, and that's the four-year-old. My daughter, I've seen her put my ring any and everywhere, so I'm just thankful I know where it is. It's locked up, and uh, you know I can pull it out the next time someone needs to see it. That's funny. The ring is the thing. Yeah, that's funny. And uh, this is awesome. Level82.org, what you're doing for the community um, and for kids, and I know how much you realize you playing football and winning Super Bowls, how the kids look up to you, um, and want to be like you and, and you're helping to provide resources and opportunities for all kids to pursue dreams and things like that. So it's, it's, it's really amazing what you're doing and it's giving Tuesday level 82.org. Wish you the best with that. And thank you. Appreciate your support as always. And, uh, appreciate the work you do too. You want the good guys. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, and you know what? Maybe just maybe in February, maybe we'll have a Tory Smith bowl, Eagles and Ravens. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's looking like it. It'd be amazing if it happens. Hey, I hope so. I'll see you there. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) We'll see you there. Hey, great catching up with you. And uh, once again, uh, wish you the best with your organizations and all the things that you do. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Hey, thanks.